We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, Andrew Nemhart is officially better than Steph Curry. That may have been one of the worst Warriors games I've seen in a couple seasons, Samuel. In a couple, couple? seasons. A couple? Oh my god. That was and by the way, for those who are who are watching on the YouTube live, I'm going camera off. Some technical difficulties, but that was that that was what the Golden State Warriors are a playing team. That's my take coming out of this game. That was how embarrassing and pathetic that game was. It might be a one game sample to me. Right now in the regular season, the Warriors are a playing team. So there you go. Whew, that's that's hot. So I mean. Just I'm putting up. The, I'll pull up the box score for those watching right. on YouTube, so you have something to look at. But yeah, that was a that was easily Steph's worst game of the season. By the way, you are listening to the Pacific Getch post game show. Uh, we were so disgusted by the Warriors' performance, we didn't want to put their name on forgot. it. To be honest, <laughs> that's that's how it comes down. But no, no let's, let's get hey, to real it. quick. So, by the way, by the way, uh, somebody sent us a a picture of him be at Pacific catch for the game. So shout out to, uh, I got, I got to go dig up the tweet and we'll throw it up here in a second. But um, sh- anytime, anytime somebody goes there. Oh, I found it. Some RTJ MCC said uh, he's at Pacific catch Marin Shirachi, by the way, that's, I don't know why you weren't there, Sam, uh, but he was there and got the red curry. So shout out to, to RTJ on the, uh, on, on the feed. And uh, he took a picture of the full bar, which is really what, what we care about. But, uh, anyway, this, this tonight's light years podcast brought to you by post game show brought to you by Pacific catch. Yeah. I mean, first off Pacific catch amazing, uh, got it for Saturday's game against the Rockets. Warriors won. Um, you know, maybe it's our fault. Maybe I should have got myself some some more of the dumpling tot. Dude, those were they were legit. I'll just put it this way. I I kind of like you know when you have the perfect side where you're like kind of just want to have uh, just want to order it to have as like a snack at three in the afternoon type of deal. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about that today. Long day, but anyway, let's get back to the game. <laughs> um, this is what we needed, by the way. We needed that moment of uh, 
that the moment of lightness just because like yeah you and i both pretty frustrated so like there's two ways to look at this game right now um on the one hand this was steph's worst game of the season i think we will both excuse steph for he officially had a stinker it's been 25 games in the season he hasn't had one all year he had one tonight. No, they're at three for 17 from the field, just generally lethargic. They played good defense on him, but like, come on, man, Steph Curry. You, you can be a little better than that. So, like, on the one hand, there's that. On the other hand, Tyrese Halliburton was not playing for the Pacers. They shouldn't need Steph to drag them to get a win. And that's kind of that's kind of what happened tonight. Andrew Nemhart went off and just a bad loss, and, and you're right. They do look like a playing team right now. There's no other way around it. That's what they look like. Exactly. Like, you look at this box score. There's Steph didn't need to play tonight. He shouldn't have played tonight. Draymond didn't need to play tonight. He shouldn't have played tonight. And Andrew Wiggins didn't play tonight, and it turns out they needed every single one of those guys if they wanted to win tonight's game. The Pacers scored 34 points in the first quarter. The Warriors came out absolutely unserious, which is fine. It happens. But what you want to do as a team, if you think you're a contender, is to be able to lock down and essentially put the game away when it does matter, right? They cut the lead down to a tie game essentially late in the second. The Pacers score again. They have the lead late in the fourth quarter, and they lose it and get blown out again. And you watch those minutes. And, you know, at the end of the day, the Warriors are a championship team six months ago. But you look at this team right now, and you watch them play in the regular season, they're the exact same team that I watched two years ago when they were a playing team. That's my take. They need Steph Curry to play otherworldly to essentially just be be a great be a great team. And they need that from night to night. You shouldn't, and they were at home, right? You just you shouldn't really, need this. Let me ask you a question. Is the difference between the Warriors winning a title and being a playing team as simple as two to three bench players who fit? Because when I when I look at the Warriors. 2020 and 21, um, it was. I mean, Steph was Steph was best player in the world level, which yeah, I mean, he still is. Disregard tonight, right? Um, but the pieces didn't fit, right? Like you know, Wiggins fits, Looney fits, Draymond fits, but like you know, the Ubres, the the Wisemans, the the Wanamaker. I forgot about Brad Wanamaker. Like those guys don't fit. 2021, 22, Otto Porter, Bielitsa. GP2, perfect fits. And then all of a sudden it turns to this roster, the chemistry goes, and the, you know, they win a title because they're that good. This year, it's to me, it's not as bad as 2021, but it's definitely closer to that than last year. Correct. Um, correct. You know, Jamichael, I I want to root for him, but he's just not out of porter. Uh Anthony Lamb. I get why he plays so much, but also he's a dude they found in the G League two weeks into camp, uh, and there's a reason he was available. I don't, I don't think he's the answer to anything they want. Um, and beyond that, it's just like, you know, they, they don't have many guys. Like Kuminga, I thought, was probably the only positive story of tonight. But my, my, my broader point, which I'm trying to get to with this, is they don't have those complimentary pieces they had last year. And is that really the difference? Is, is that really what separates a playing team from a title contender? Like, it's kind of wild. It separates the playing team from a title contender in the regular season. It, it separates why the Warriors are one game above, above 500 right now. 
versus a team that probably should be at least eight games. Like they should be in the Phoenix Suns record because they're missing two to three rotation players that play the way the Warriors do. Right now off the bench, they've got two guys that play that way. They've got Dante DiVincenzo that played that way. They've got Don- Jordan Poole, so that's two guys. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Kaminga's hit or miss. Today he was fantastic. Uh, hit or miss. Moses Moody, right? You just went down the list. I'm not going to do it again. But Moses Moody, uh, not that guy right now. And then you mentioned the other guys. So they have seven guys. We got a we got a chat here. Sam, we only have nine guys, nine players. No, they don't. They have seven. There's seven players right now, and they are running them into ground twenty plus games into the season, and the Warriors are still an eight seed. Which I think you can argue you can blame that on whoever it was, but that's now where the Warriors are at. And you you look at the road trip that's coming up and how tough it is. It's man, Steph played 30, 38 minutes tonight. Thirty eight minutes tonight, and I think that's just. That's unacceptable for a team that's just not going to be deep enough unless they get guys healthy to play the entire season and do their 30-plus years old. And by the way, we're not even talking about what happened in the actual game. <laughs> like, we're not even talking about what they struggled. No, we, we, we're not we've even already gone, get like, yet. existential. Yeah. Like, that, that kind of speaks to it. So Steph went 3 for 17 tonight, and that puts his per- field goal percentage on the season at 50%. Um, He obviously three for seven. He didn't hit his threes anymore. Than he did hit his twos still at probably 42 to 43% on, on the season. And I think that kind of speaks to your point, which is Steph opened the season kind of as a flamethrower and they're one game over 500. He's due for a spell where he doesn't shoot 60% on twos and 45% on threes, because if he did that for a full 82, no, I mean, well, no, that's not true. There'd always be some old dude in my mentions telling me some dude in the seventies who couldn't dribble with their left hand is better. But regardless of that, like if he could continue at that percent, those numbers, he'd be just so much far and away better than any player in NBA history. Anyway, back to the, back to the point. Cause I'm digressing. He was due for sure this. Um, and I think that's kind of the difference. Good Warriors teams can leverage bad shooting nights from staff and still kind of win. Uh, bad Warriors teams, they need 30 just to be in the game. And that's kind of how this team feels right now yeah. in some ways. Uh, we buried, we didn't mention Wiggins didn't play tonight. Do you think if Wiggins plays, they win? Yeah. They do, but that doesn't matter, right? Because it's you know they the other the other team is awful. They're at the end. They're second. The other team's missing their best player, just to be. And clear. they're missing that... the two best players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> missing the two too. best players. Second end of a back to back end of a road trip. I know I get they're young, but dude, Andrew Nemhard. I mean, I get it. The kid's solid. You know, he's a, he's good. He's a Warriors type of player. Can pass, defend a little bit, can shoot a little bit, but like, come the fuck on, right? Like, what are we what are we watching here? And Jalen Smith comes out the game and he's shooting threes and it's just it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's an embarrassing effort from everyone involved in today's game. I'm not even singling singling anyone out. <laughs> I don't think it's Anthony Lamb's fault. I don't think it's Draymond's fault. It's like, dude, the whole team sucked. Um, we got a super chat here. This this is an interesting one. Um, from awesome. This team is small and athletic. Is a trade coming? That's interesting. Unathletic. Is this it? They can't seem to close games. Kerr has, has got to get over the Kaminga stuff. He is the only wing on the roster outside of Wiggins. Just play him. All right, I'll let you respond to this because there's a couple things to talk about in this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're unathletic 
or small, but like they feel kind of both. And I, th- it's the Anthony Lamb thing, right? They play <laughs> Lamb twenty four minutes. Yeah, and I can't really justify not doing it. Like my biggest issue is not that Steve is a is insane for playing him. My biggest issue is I don't know that he has a better option. What the fuck? Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean. We could argue maybe he should play a few less minutes. He should try a few different things. But I'm looking at this roster. Looney and Draymond are made men. Like, we know how good they are in the playoffs. Tonight was not Looney's. Looney was terrible tonight, but it's going to happen every now and then. What What are his options if Looney or Draymond are not feeling it? You know? Like, Jamichael Green is kind of just an energy big who they want to be the the first man off the bench. And I, I just don't see that coming. I see him kind of as a, uh, just an energy big at this point for this team. And then after that, it's Anthony lamb uh, is trying to be auto Porter out there. And, and to his credit, you know, a couple blocks, uh steal three assists. Like he is making plays, but also you watch him and you're like, he's probably six, five. He's definitely not six, seven, you know? Um and moves like he's 300 pounds. <laughs> like like Jesus yeah, Christ. I mean, my, my point is, I, I mean, he's I I I love him in the Juan Toscano Anderson role. It, it, it is that's what it is. That's but what it is. But it's like he shouldn't be the first big off the bench, which is what he is right now. Which is um, 2020 again, because yeah. JTA had to play so many minutes, and it was it was, you know, I listened to a friend of the show, Andrew Sharp and Ben Golliver's podcast. It's a cute story. It's what it is. It's a cute story. Um, in terms of on-court Anthony Lamb's not play and what he's given to this team, but that's the problem. It's it's an it's an uh, it's not him, right? Like you're saying, it's a uh, how, how should I say? It? It's the um, embodiment of the pro- problem of the Warriors building this roster uh, this season. So. I know you got some stuff on the rundown, so I want I want to pivot it this way because um, we talked about worst Steph game of the year. Uh, what stood out to me was Jonathan Kaminga, and this has happened now yes. in, in the last few games. Jonathan King Kaminga, I think, is one of the largest themes of this game. Uh, first off, Steve Kerr needs to get it together and just play the kid, which is what Austin was saying. I agree with that. Whatever Kaminga is doing in practice or whatever, just we got two eyes, man. Watch Are the you, basketball games. Let me ask you this: twenty three minutes tonight. Do you think it felt like too little? Well, he would have found out if he played more, but, <laughs> but, but, I mean, I I, I'm, I'm messing with you. Yeah, I'm being facetious, <laughs> but he didn't play the entire first quarter. True. And there's no, there's no reason for that, right? He hmm. should be playing 33 minutes if he can stay on the floor for 33 minutes. So, yes, I, I say yes to your point. He should be playing more because he does things that no other warrior can do outside of Andrew Wiggins. Is it so? Steve Kerr seems to think he's a three uh, and defensively he's best as a three. There's no way around that, but offensively he's probably a five in the system because he's not really a shooter. Um, I thought he made some really good passes tonight. Like overall, um, Kuminga is probably the only positive I take from this game. Um, my question for you. So I would say if you were to ask Steve Kerr uh, off record, he'd probably say like, I don't have the right players to put him in the right lineup combination. So that's an issue. You know, he doesn't have an auto Porter to put out there and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, and I get it because uh, you put a, a 
smart big who can shoot and connect everything. It's easier to play Kuminga at the three and then on on uh you know an offense is kind of a flip role that player is kind of just a spacer while Kuminga gets to own the paint. Uh you know that's perfect world. But that's not the roster he has right now. What are ways in which in your mind in which Kuminga can get on the floor more for this team? Well, I think this is the best way. I think they have him kind of playing the GP2 role, but it is hard to what you're saying. Like, they don't have the auto portal, which is why he's playing next to Anthony Lamb so much, which makes it so difficult. Um, they need to pick someone up. That's really the only way. Uh, or they need to pray that if he plays with Kevon Looney and Moses Moody or maybe get another shooter next to him, maybe a Clay, and if Wiggins gets back, it at least pushes someone, another shooter into that lineup. Uh, Wiggins was up tonight, so... I- I think that's the best way, but I, I do think when I watch Anthony Lamb get in the game before him, when I watch even Moses Moody tonight get in the game before him, I what are we doing here? Like it's just it's just it's a young team that's more athletic. You're watching Jalen Smith or Jalen whatever the hell his name is get rebounds and shoot threes and run up and down the floor, and you're telling me that you're gonna put in two of the slowest guys on the team to to try to compete, right? It's just it's I, I I don't think I think part of the part of the argument for for Kaminga is I think you just, you just can't you got to give these kids minutes you got to let them figure it out and he's not Wiseman he's not going in there and single handedly being the most self destructive player I've ever freaking seen in my own two eyes he's actually <laughs> making tangible impact so anyway, we got a super chat here I'll let, I'll let I do think I do I do think yeah Wiseman is progress or sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. By the way, no, no progression. Plus 15 in yeah, G League. Shout yeah, out, yeah, Big Jim. Yeah, yeah. um, that yeah. was a news story, by the way. Kuminga is progressing, and I do feel that way. But I agree with you where um, I don't feel like they have a complete enough roster to work it out. And so this ties into Solomon Tech's super chat question for us. Jazz Celtics, then a six-game road trick trip. I see us being below 500 very soon. We have to make a move, uh, at least a couple of moves. We're simply not good enough. Andy, I'll let you take this first. I mean, you've kind of already yep. spoke your piece, but yep. I'm, I'm going to let you answer him first. I, okay. So as I as I give my take from earlier, I'm also going to walk it back a little bit because this is what Andy Lou does. Uh, dude, the Warriors are really freaking good at the same time. Um, I, I do think part of what happened tonight is them – coming out and thinking they're going to win the game by 20 points. And at the end of the day, the Warriors starters were the one that put them in a 10-point deficit. And the Warriors starters failed to close the game, uh, up one late in the game. So when you're talking about them locking in and playing against better teams, yeah, they're going to look much better against the Utah Jazz and Utah because they know Utah's good. On Saturday night, I guarantee you this team's going to look great. Now, will they win? I don't know. They're going to look very good. On the six-game road trip, I think the issue is going to be there's, there's I believe there's two back to backs on that road trip, so you almost there's, throw those two there. You could throw those two games away. So yeah, you're hoping to split, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's zero and two. So, so you're hoping you're yeah you're hoping to go shit, man. You're hoping to go three and one just to be five hundred on that road trip. So, I, I think that's the issue with the road trip. I think, but then you look at this team's record, and they're five. They're one game above five hundred. So you come back on the road trip after those two games, you may be a five hundred team. Are they not good enough? I don't know if they're not good enough, but yeah, the record is going to show that they're just a 500 team, which is why I keep saying they're a playing team better than 2020, 2021. 
but they need more guys for them to be a realistic 55-60 win team, which is what they were last season. Their profile was a 55-60 plus win team last season, which is why they won the championship. It was just because of injuries that they fell apart, right? So I think this team can have that profile, but to your point, you kind of mentioned it earlier. They're missing two or three rotation guys. That's really what it is, or, or else they're going to keep losing these type of games because you just can't play Steph 41 minutes. You play Steph 41 minutes, you can beat anyone in the world. You can beat Boston in Boston. You play Steph 41 minutes. Come on, you can't play Steph 41 minutes at home against Indiana in December. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We have a Steve Kerr quote I'm going to read right now. Tim, let's put it up. We never contained them defensively. They were in control the whole game. Gosh. Nemhart was fantastic and controlled the whole game. We were ne- never able to string together a bunch of stops. Objectively, a factual statement. All facts. My question is, do they even have the roster to get the stops? Because... I don't want to get all I don't want to go all the way there, but I'm I'm getting frustrated with Jordan Poole. Mm, wow. I'm getting frustrated with just the general, and maybe this is a case for Kuminga playing more, but like Dante is a good defender, but he's not great. You know, it's you go up and down the line, they do someone else threw it out there, they look unathletic. And I don't know if this is one of those. I guess my question is how much better can they get versus how much of a ceiling does the specific talent on the roster have? Because to me, it feels like they can get a little better, but there's only so much you can do uh, with the talent, the way it's constructed. I think that's where you have to hope it's sad that it's almost 30 games in and you're like, oh, I, I hope it. That's what the kids are supposed to be for. Right. That's what Moses Moody, James Wiseman, and Jonathan Kaminga were supposed to do this season. And, and I know, you know, Baldwin and Rollins unfair. But those three guys, year three, year two, year two, 
supposed to be what was supposed to bring that energy to the Warriors? Were they supposed to be? You go back and listen to our podcast. Were they supposed to be GB2? Oh, no. But they were supposed to be a di- bring a different type of energy to this team. Right. And you're watching Kaminga be able to do that. I think Steve has to just kind of let him. And same with Moses Moody. Didn't play well tonight, but I mean, what the hell is he supposed to do, man? He played like two minutes. <laughs> do you? I, I mean, I think it's back to our point. Do you blame Steve? for not giving them rope or do you blame the front office for not putting enough veterans to give them more space to have rope? If I were to blame one, you can't say both. Let's say you can't say both. If I were to blame one front front office easily, easily. Uh, yeah. Cause, Cause it's you, the answer's been answered. The question's been answered. You know, the solution you built solution last season. You persevered right. away from that solution, which is what we've always argued. Why in the world is Patrick Baldwin and Ryan Rollins on this roster? They suck. They're kids. They don't. <laughs> know, they don't know. Like they suck. Like well, four years from now, they they might not. To to your broader point, how many how many kids do you need? Are you running a Montessori school or are you trying to win a title? You know, <laughs> like I mean, I mean, the broader point is it's not that they suck. It's <laughs> it's that half the roster is under twenty one. So. <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's just a roster construction issue. We'll, we'll, I'm sure you guys will find it repetitive, but that's just kind of what tonight felt like. It felt like they were, they could use a little more. Like if Steph doesn't have it, they don't know what to do anyway. Um, I'm going to, we got one more super chat and then we're going to get to the callers. We got a few in appreciate you guys stay on the line from awesome. Wiggins missed a game. Poole almost missed a game. It's almost 30. Halfway through the season, injuries pile up. Is a trade coming? So we're talking about the same thing. I, I'll put it this way. Uh, we're 10 days away from December 15th, which is when most contracts get guaranteed. Um, I don't believe a trade is coming before the end of January. Usually, no trades happen until we get to trade deadline season. And nothing I've ever seen from Bob Myers and Joe Lacob suggests like panic trade December 8th. You know, like I don't even know if they're going to make a trade at the deadline, to be honest with you. But if they were to make one, I don't think it's happening today. I think it, I think it's happening, you know, February 3rd, two days before the deadline type of deal. The urgency for me is becoming higher and higher with each passing game, because in 2020, you can argue that. If you don't make something happen, fine. You still have the play not coming back excuse. You have the fact that you traded for Kelly Oubre and paying $100 million in taxes for Oubre, fine. But do right now, I, if they don't do something at the deadline, I'm not saying do something now, but if you don't do something at the deadline, uh, it's it's malpractice. James Wiseman's not ready to play. Talk about socks. I mean, like that guy stinks. So you've got you've to figure out a way. Maybe he has no trade value, but you do owe it to the team to say, we got to get another player in there. I don't know who it is. Not my job. I'm not Bob Myers. If you want to give me ten million dollars, though, I could I could try to do his job. You know, I mean, no problem doing that. What's, your, what's, your, do what's your price? What's your, what's your <laughs> price to be GM? Uh, two point six. Two point six a month. You know, Joe, <laughs> Joe Joe comes in with a one point eight offer. You're like, I'm good. I, I I told Kirk I told Kirk over the weekend at the Warriors <laughs> rotating. I said, look, man, I know I'm 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 not cheap. You know what I mean? I mean, you get in there and and I start throwing these future first and in front of other teams and then start putting together a real tender for Steph. So I, they got to do something, man. I, I know, I know you want to say that they still might not, but they've got to, they got to figure something out. So, I mean, I hope you're right. I, I just, 
I've I've been burnt too much going this way. Can you confirm <laughs> that Kirk Lacob said that um you owe him for talking shit all those years? <laughs> can you confirm can you confirm that Kirk Lacob's dunked on you and then said <laughs> light years? <laughs> By the way, uh that it's called friend of the show Kirk now. Uh the the guy the guy does read everything. I will say that, which is the funniest. I guess it's, it's you say that about Steph and anybody. It's always funny, but the guy does read all the tweets that goes to him, which I think is hilarious. Uh but I also think I, I that, mean I mean we both know that. How many people are in your mentions <laughs> thinking that, that you know if they if they talk shit to you that Kirk's going to like their tweet and they're going to get a 25k a year job in the front <laughs> office. So, you know, is what this <laughs> Should get to the caller. Let's get Say, to the okay. goons, man. Let's get to the goons. Have him carry my man. Him. No cap. What's up? What's good, What's good y'all? Can y'all hear me? Uh, yes, yeah, sir. we can hear you. All right, look. So I got a couple of takes. All right, so the Celtics coming in on December the tenth. It's gonna be a blowout. I'm telling you, they're gonna be about thirty or forty. I'm gonna say that first because so, that's my favorite East team. So I watch every Celtics game this season, hmm. and the. What Brad Stevens did in the offseason is super underrated with how he plugged the holes that they were missing, like with the finals, like in the finals and stuff like that. And guess what? In the playoffs, they're going to have Gallo back. Rob, of course, will be back. And the Sam Hauser is low-key. Oh I can see him being a Kevin Herter or their or their Clay Thompson. He's that he's shooting that good from the three. So yeah, like they're a problem. And we're not beating the Bucks. We're not beating the Suns. We're not beating Denver. We might not beat the Lakers if AD is playing the way AD is playing right now. And bu- he's playing like bubble AD. We might not beat them for real, for real. Andy, I heard you say that earlier. And Sam, you you got on his ass about it. But I'm telling you, like, <laughs> it's, it's but it's serious though, for real. If he's playing the way he's playing he, right now, but we might not. He looks he looks phenomenal. There's he no looks way around phenomenal, that. Bro. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, okay. If Bob Myers does not make a trade, and Winhorse brought it up on his pod earlier, he said Bob Myers hasn't made a big in-season trade since D'Lo, and before that it was uh, – I forget who Monte. Monte. Exactly. Exactly. So there's that too. But, man, I'm going to be honest. This team is literally um, a first at worst and second-round exit at best in the playoffs. To be honest, who who who? If you had to pick one guy, you could magically put on the Warriors. Realistically, realistic, you know, realistically, who would you who would you pick within in the league that you would make a trade for? Non-star. I, it, what yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. To be honest, to be honest, to plug both holes real quick, and this, and he's not even that good of a shooter, but just how how he hustles and plays and his defense and plus his just a little bit of offense, especially from the corner with the corner three shot. Uh, it would be Grant Williams. Nice. Okay. Grant Williams. That, that, that type of player is what the. I mean, that type of player. I is mean, he, he I mean that's that's an NBA plug, version of Anthony cool. Lamb. So. Yeah, yeah, Grant Williams. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, how are you all, man? Elite. I, I mean, he he's getting the same point I'm getting at, which is like, uh, they need to upgrade the Anthony Lamb spot. Like that's the most obvious move for this team. Like. Uh, you know, it was Otto Porter last year. That's good. 
two years ago it was Juan playing, right? The more we watch, the more I mean, I think you're right. I, I think maybe the the auto spot is probably more important to what they need than because Dante's good enough, man. Dante's good enough. I, I, I just wonder if to play the GT, GP2 role, but they I, really need a four or five. I just wonder if, yeah, you add the right four or five so they're not like a mess on defense when Looney and Draymond aren't locked in. Uh, if Dante doesn't become a little better, you know, like a little easier for him knowing that he has someone behind him he can trust instead of uh, Lamb or Wiseman or that sort of stuff, you know. And you Maybe, can now, you can play Kamingo much easier, like you were saying, right? You can yeah. you can make life for him easier and makes life for Draymond a little easier. Their defense is so bad right now. So bad. It's not. It, it's just every. You talk about Jordan Poole struggling. Like, I'm watching him play defense, and it is. I just. I have no. I don't have any words. This. This. Contact <laughs> defense. Is, they have three guys that take playing defense seriously, right? It's. It's Dante gets in there and goes hard as hell. Uh, Kaminga gets in like sometimes. Andrew Wiggins like that's two, and then three is Draymond. Like three guys that that take defense super seriously. And the and the rest is just like kind of just vibing. I guess you could throw Looney in there, but the rest of the guys are just kind of like out there. Like Jordan Poole tonight, they start him. Like maybe that's the wrong choice. Like maybe you just can't play Steph Clay and and Poole together to start off a game because it's just it's just buckets out there. It's it's a lot of dudes looking for themselves first, and uh, yeah, I, I I kind of I kind of agree with you. Like uh, two two out of the three, not all three at the same time. And Steph's so, out there now trying to get people involved, and he's trying to have them figure it and, out. And then, and you yeah. don't, he'll do it, but you don't want him doing it because he's better at shooting than both those guys. I don't want CP3 so. on my fucking team. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't need him to be CP3. We, we watched him do that the first couple of years of his career. He's fine at it. It's a waste of his talent. Waste. Good way to um, Shiny Xorus goes, been watching the last few in the second quarter when they play Clay, JK, Dre. They locked up on D and go big runs. They have something with the bench there. Um, all right, let me take this. I feel like they have something with seven players on this roster. And that's kind of the problem we're talking about, which yes. is like, um, you know, you put Kuminga with uh, Clay, Draymond, and Steph. He looks good. You put Poole with Looney and uh, Dre and Wiggins. He looks good. Uh, the problem is you can only play the main guy so many minutes and it's it's um it does feel like they need another veteran to get mixed in there. That's the way I see it. Uh, even with JK coming on, uh, it does feel like they're sometimes it's hard for me to see them winning games without Steph and Draymond playing 40 minutes a game, which is a problem. Yeah. 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 And and the bench, I mean, Kerr did the right move, right? He he put Steph with a bunch of scrubs on offense and just said, all right, Steph, try to carry that offense because right now we're going to, we're going to rest Draymond clay and, and JP. And we're going to, we're going to go best, and, best of bad choices, right? Yeah, exactly. And we just, we'll, we'll just throw Steph in with some guys and just have them figure it out. And then they go, they go in and the bench, the bench crushes it, which is what happened. But then you, then you bring in those guys again and you try to stretch them out of the end of the fourth corner. Anything can happen. We watched Jalen Suggs hit bullshit threes. Jalen Suggs, as much as I like him. He is not a good basketball player in the NBA. He is not, and I like him. Not, not a shooter, that's for sure. Not, yeah. not, a, not, not pulling from 2028, which he did on the war. Oh, God. That Isaiah Stewart, not a good, another guy that's just not a good basketball player. But against, you get, you get these guys in rhythm, 
any basketball players can get hot. And that's what happens. Andrew Nembhard. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. David, my man, what's up? Yo, what's up, guys? Um, all right. A lot of things being said tonight, first off. A lot <laughs> of things being said. We're getting very emotional. Which I can relate to, honestly. Um, I feel like the first thing on my mind is like we're we got like championship. We're taking the shots from all these shitty teams because we're the champs and we got worse. It's like a combination of two bad things at once. Like I watched the Magic play the Pistons and it's like they don't give a shit. They don't try that hard. And then the Magic play us and they they go so hard. They go ham. So I feel like part of all these these like regular season drudgery losses is just our roster we've been working out kinks we've been like figuring our identity out we're a little thinner than we wish we were and we're taking these shots from all these punk ass teams that are trying to prove themselves against our team which if we weren't the champs it wouldn't be that way so i think part of our losses in the regular season are just due to that i agree with the i mean i agree they need the the lamb upgrade that lamb spot upgraded big time like that's just that's just the, the biggest no-brainer right um and like we could go on and on about which four or five we won and the trades and all these different things oh yeah utah coming to town it, I, my timeline's about to be just like olenic vanderbilt like we'll, we'll be talking yeah long. yeah like you could there's so <laughs> many players that are like six nine six eleven that can shoot a little bit defend outside a little bit there's i mean you could pick your guy you know i sure. i feel like i feel like to me losing at this stage is almost better because we know like the Warriors are really good. Like we're not a planned team. Like this is, this is a really good team. We can beat anybody in the NBA in any given night. Are we a championship team right now? No, we're definitely not a championship team, but we're definitely pretty damn good too. But I think like losing might help increase the chances of making a trade that I think we definitely agree that we need. So I'm like, I'm okay with it. And the worst, the last thing I got to say is who I feel really bad for is all the vets that Andy talked about. We're running them to the ground. 
And like, that's who I like. Draymond is taking shot after shot. Looney's huffing and puffing. Like we're really running our guys. And I think that's the biggest concern for me is that it's kind of, in my opinion, it feels disrespectful to be honest with you. Like this is the team that has brought this franchise to this stage to where we're now postulating over, should we keep Ryan fucking Rollins? Like who cares? Who cares? This was a joke of a franchise not that long ago. And like, it feels disrespectful to run these guys, these guys into the ground at this stage in their career and at this stage of the franchise. Such a good, to be point. Such a good point. David, appreciate it. Strong call. I 100% agree. Um, that That's kind of, the, Andy, is that kind of like the broader point we're kind of getting at here, which is like, it's not that, you know, I, I don't think the Warriors main guys can hang with any lineup in the NBA. It's not that I dislike the young guys. It's that like, be serious. Like it, it, six, six vets with a bunch of kids, like stuff's going to, stuff's going to be, stuff's going to be hurt by the end of the year with this type of thing. You know, right. like it, it's, it's all of them, right? Like they, you need to have a, a roster. that makes a little more sense for the 82. I agree. Yeah. No, no other words, no additional words. Yo, can you guys hear me? Oh, we can hear you, Tashan. What's up, man? Um, I mean, the <laughs> Warriors. Steph decided to have the worst game in, like, I want to say, like, two seasons. Not even the tour date from last year could get me annoyed as what he did oh, yesterday. Forgot, he, he was probably about, like the worst. I forgot about the worst player on the floor. The worst player on the floor for this game. But then again, we kind of already discussed that he's old we shouldn't expect 35 year old Steph to always be at mvp level and so these kind of games can happen and so i get people's frustration and sympathy for wiseman and that's fair we shouldn't have to put people in a bad situation however not finding a gp2 replacement and an auto replacement is a big problem so i just have to say which is probably going to be happening sooner the jazz or the bulls going to try to tank and try to give one of their key players like caruso or vando to the warriors or is it not going to happen and the warriors are going to figure out that they're going to be a second round exit because their roster construction sucks so take it easy guys and remember support local businesses tap to pacific catch appreciate you my man that is a a plus call. I have, uh, you know, a, a strong that, roster of goons today. Strong roster of goons. We got a strong. We got a strong amount of callers coming through today. Um, his last his last comment reminded me a little of a uh, Bob Myers quote today. Bob Myers, oh boy, did an interview today. Well, I mean, he probably did it two weeks ago, but you know, he did an interview today with Bob Myers dropped in Gentleman's Quarterly at GQ magazine. Um, what it stands for? I don't know. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Somebody confirm in the chat. Wow. Let's anyway, throw it up here, Timmy. Let's throw it up on the on the on the wall here. It says okay. So he's talking about trades, and he's talking about how cautious he is. He goes so. We trade a player. Are we okay if that player becomes an all-star? 
if we trade a draft pick, are we okay if that pick ends up being top five pick? We have to understand those consequences before we do a deal. There are certain situations where you're so convinced of the group think and the public narrative that the downside isn't even possible that we don't even explore it. So I spend my time saying, what if X happens? Well, that's not going to happen. What if it did? That's pretty low odds. Let's talk about it. Are you okay with that? Got it. These interviews are just hilarious to me because Bob Myers is just this is the goat of, uh, of saying nothing in interviews like these are it's just it, i feel like i'm at a, at a at a tech summit where he's just like you should question decision making you know like <laughs> yeah hey, look hey, i'm with you that, that paragraph meant nothing to me like okay we get it we get it bob you 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 want to look at different scenarios of what could happen if you maybe thought of perhaps looking at a trade for maybe some of your players like hey look it make get it man i get it i get it <laughs> I think I think my broader point, if you read into that interview a bunch, it makes one skeptical that they're gonna pull the trigger. Uh too early to say. Yeah. I, I'm curious how the mood is if they're still this mediocre team come late January, but they won the title last year. And there's some very angry veterans who are champions up their ass about making a trade. Uh, but we'll see. We're probably a month away from that. I think that that may be that if it were up to Joe and Bob, they're taking it down to the wire in terms of making. Oh yeah, oh. Um, But I do think that's what I said. That's what I said. Deadline February, whatever eighth, whatever maybe. But I do think you know, Steph. Two years ago, look, you could talk him into to not making a move because we I just mentioned earlier, but. This season, coming off a championship, shot at five, back to back. Five? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, is is Kawhi here? (laughs) Yeah, Kawhi wishes he had a big shot by Kawhi today. Uh, You don't throw stuff like that. You don't take that kind of stuff. Um, Like, you just just don't, you don't mess around, which is what the Warriors are doing right now. Sorry, Ryan Rollins. You know what I mean? Why is, yeah, why is, exactly. why is Rollins always? Why is, Ryan, why is Ryan Rollins? I, I, I actually have no idea if he's good or not. I just, I just taste like I'm sure he's fine. Um, yeah, Baldwin seems like I seem seems like I would like him, Patrick Baldwin. I think I would like him if I watched him play. But let's be time, It's a timing thing. It's yeah. let's be realistic, man. Like you look up and down the NBA. There's a million Ryan Rollins. Honestly, there's a million Jonathan Kamingos. <laughs> let's be. Uh, let's be. There's a lot of athletic guys out there. That's that's up and they down. Don't, they don't get up like they don't get up like that. But yeah. But I trade them if it made sense to make to win. No, the I, I do agree. I do agree. <laughs> Which do is the point, either. right? It's it's. There are a lot of guys in the NBA. So so Joe, unless you're telling me. Kate Cunningham's on this roster, which I don't, I don't see one. I don't see what you're telling me. Evan Mobley's not because if I saw one, they'd be playing. We'd be watching them play big minutes. So I don't see one. Oh, well, I've loved Mo's on this roster. He would play no more than Wiseman. <laughs> relax, relax, relax. All right, let's let's get out of here. We got Francisco. Right. I owe my man his time, Hi. and then we're gonna get out of here. Oh, Appreciate we should have went you. first to Francisco. Big, big nice. Brazilian win today. Nah, you're, you're oh, yeah. You're not. Yes, but, 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 I'm not that happy about it, but 
but my, but my man's a Portuguese fan, so you know. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day. If if this game was tomorrow, I might be more less nervous. But <laughs> just talking about first about the Warriors, okay? Uh, we talk about the lamb spot. The lamb spot. It's not the lamb spot. It's Patrick Baldwin and <laughs> Ryan Rollins. Sorry to pile on, but. <laughs> It's those two, those two spots. If Moody's not playing, or, or Moody would be at the end of the bench, and some other vet would be at the at the Moody play, the Moody spot. And let's not forget, Iggy hasn't played one second. Okay, so uh, like you always, like you two always say, unserious, <laughs> not playing, <laughs> but unserious roster building. Okay. Uh, you you talked about Olenek and Vanderbilt. Uh, we watched the the Charlotte game at the end. PJ Washington and McDaniel's would be perfect fits, both of them for. And uh, I think Mallow got injured today, so Wiseman would be great for them to make sure they get the the one or the two pick, not the one because they would have Wiseman, so they wouldn't want Victor. Oh yeah, but... yeah they, they just, <laughs> they're good. They're good. They don't need they don't need one Benyama. They're good. No, but but the but the thing is, but the thing is, uh, there are not not many teams that want to tank and want to get a project on them. Charlotte might be one of them. Because I don't think, uh, like, imagine OKC wouldn't wouldn't want him because they have Chet, they can have Victor Wembanyama, so there's no need for another possible bust on them. Uh, just talk about the World Cup quick. Uh, of course, uh, Brazil put on a show today. They got lucky. Portugal lost to Korea because <laughs> against no, I think against Uruguay, Uruguay, the game would be a lot different. Uruguay, Uruguay is a lot tougher. They they foul a lot, and they would they wouldn't lose by four. They're, they're and, my favorite. Just so we can be clear, they're my favorite type of team. I like I like teams that are a little dirty. Just yeah. personally, I, I think it's and that's true with basketball too. Part of the reason I'm frustrated at the Warriors is. Outside of Draymond and and maybe Looney, there's no one on this team who's gonna get a little dirty yeah. like Fowley yeah. anyway. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of guys who're just gonna be like, yeah, I'll take it out of the basket. And I'll go the other way. Can't win that yeah. way. Yeah, but just to finish this, the World Cup, you we, you had some we had some how do I say the some favorites lost in the beginning, but now mm-hmm. everything is coming to place and all the good teams are passing. I I just hope. I just getting through. I I mean, I just hope Portugal doesn't doesn't soil his cheats tomorrow, and, <laughs> and get through. And we can we can have a, a quarterfinals or even a semifinals because in the quarters we might play Spain and we're good enough to beat them. Just need Ronaldo to get in shape a little bit, not even too much. Just need to tap it in. He's a good header of the ball. Still, is still in good shape. But, But uh, like I said to you, I think uh, a couple of weeks ago, you asked for a favorite. I talked about France. They're still really good. Yeah, they're still, they're still, they're still there, and they're still really strong. And Mbappe is is, is machine, mm, even without my guy Benzema. Oh. Yeah, no, of course Giroud, Giroud is is disgraceful, but he could, <laughs> no, as a backup forward, is good. Okay, yeah, I know what you mean. No, Portugal won the European Championship because they played Giroud. 
plain and simple. Okay, so <laughs> I'm I'm really happy for him to be playing and be the he's top a, he's goal a, scorer he's ever. Dylan, he's the Dylan Brooks of uh, of <laughs> soccer. Yeah. Uh, for those okay. for oh. those who watch, you you know what I mean. It, it, it works hard, but yeah, no, um, he works hard. He's a good it, backup. He's a three, good backup. Three shots, three shots to make one every time. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I appreciate bye. you, uh, Francisco. Have bye bye. Get some sleep. I got. I got to take. I got to take care. I've been. Known. Let's go. Let's go. No, I just. You know, I. Again, you know, we were, we were, we were at the the tournament, and one of the things Kirk was saying, which I thought was interesting, is he actually he loves that fans are passionate. He doesn't care that fans are are mad and angry at the Warriors because it means that fans care, which 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 is cool. I think it's interesting. And then when I watch these soccer games, I'm. I'm watching, you know, Korea scores a goal and they advance or Japan scores or they advance or any of these other countries. And you've got these fans in the stands crying. That is, I, dude, that's like, what it's all about, man. Yeah, that's insane. I, I think you don't see that that much with, with American sports. I think like maybe college football is kind of the closest thing. It sure. feels like when you watch college football, the fans are like insane and and then like and like they're doing chants and all that stuff, which is what you hear in a soccer game, which I when I hear it, I'm like, damn, I got like goosebumps a little bit. Uh so I think that's it, it feels like other countries have that type of passion, maybe more so than than America. But I, you know, I could be wrong. It's it's just me watching the World Cup every four years, and I'm like, damn man, I'm seeing I'm seeing dudes crying their hearts out <laughs> at the end of these games. And part of this is, you know, you're rooting for country, your country versus versus America, which is team, right? It's different, but I think that's pretty cool. I think, and that's why it's cool that Warriors have such a, a hardcore fan base. Well, I feel like what you're saying is Draymond's goat, LeBron, <laughs> ruined everything by trying to shame fans for caring. Um, never let anyone shame you for your takes. That is my, that is my ending thoughts. I don't even know why I'm preaching on this right now, but like, no, it, it, I do agree with you. Um, one of my favorite things about the World Cup is the passion. Um, one of the lamest things about the internet is when people try to get on you for caring about something. Um, we care. And also, put together a non-monastery roster. Alright. <laughs> we hope out. they care. <laughs> All right, we, we are out tonight. You guys have a good one. We'll be back after the Jazz game. Later. Later.